Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Kirby. And I'm Sarah. Welcome to Los Angeles. Every week we break down the most important beauty news and launches, interview your favorite beauty experts, influencers, and celebrity guests, and review our favorite beauty products of the moment as your beauty editor BFFs from the beautiful and great city of Los Angeles. Welcome Glamgelinos. We hope you stay a while. Cute. That's cute. This is an exciting episode. This is, this is my little heart just can't even, okay, I, there's 700 things I want to say. I'm sorry. I'm just jumbling my words right now. Our guest today is Lana Condor from To All the Boys I've Loved Before fame, among other things. And when we interviewed her two days later, mm-hmm. the trailer for the third installment came out and my heart was shattering, but I'm I'm so Ugh. excited because I feel like this third installment is going to speak to so many people, high schoolers going through this exact same thing with their significant other, and I cannot wait to see how it all plays out. It's so funny because obviously we're 34 and we are not the target demo for To All the Boys I've Loved Before, but when I watch it, I like am brought back to high school and I just squeal over how cute Noah Centineo is. I know. And I love their relationship. I think it's adorable. And I feel the way that Jenny Han wrote the story and the way that Lana plays, you know, Lara Jean. It's not, it's, it's still so sweet, but it's not cheesy and it's not predictable. And it's really, it's just really fun and fresh. And I cannot wait to see this third one. Yeah, it feels authentic. You know, when you're a teenager you don't feel like a teenager. You feel like you're an adult. You feel like you're experiencing these things that are earth shattering and they are at the time. Anyways, we have Lana on the podcast because she is Neutrogena's new celebrity ambassador. We talked about this last year when she was named. End of summer or something. Yep. And so we were able to talk with her. You know, Neutrogena just launched a bunch of hair care products which if you haven't tried them, go pick them up. The shampoo and conditioner are really, really incredible. They have a Hydro Boost shampoo and conditioner for all you Hydro Boost fans. So mm-hmm. that's super exciting. I love that Neutrogena has kept their signature classic design. The bottles, yeah. it's almost nostalgic because I don't know about you, but like I grew up using my parents my mom loved Neutrogena products and so I love that it still has you know that look I know it reminds me almost it's it's different but the same rain bath yep totally you know what I mean the scent of rain bath it immediately transported me back into like the bathtub when I was small exactly (laughs) exactly stealing it from my mom yeah so Lana came on and when I tell you she was a bright light on this Monday morning she just, she just jumped right in. It felt truly like we were talking with a best friend. I think that's probably a huge part of why she has seen so much success. 
because it she she doesn't make it awkward or weird. She's very, very personable. And we talked to her about so many things. You know, how do you, we kind of wanted her to pull back the curtain on like celebrity ambassadorships in general. Like how do brands court celebrities? You know, like what does it take to finally align with one brand? Because it's a really big decision, especially for somebody as young as she is. And she talked to us about that. It's also really comforting to speak to someone who is just as, if not more addicted to eyelash extensions yep. as I am. Mm-hmm. And That was really fun because she is extremely obsessed. (laughs) Yes. And she also uh, talked about growing up being adopted. Mm -hmm. She talks about the Maypole, which we, (laughs) I mean, I was cackling when she talks about the story. But it was actually, it was funny and she, she infused humor into it, but it was really poignant. And she talked about, you know, not knowing other people outside of her brother and his best friend that looked like her and trying to figure that out and, mm-hmm. you know, discussing that with her mom at one point, talking about jeans. We'll get all into it. You'll hear it in the interview. But... We are ecstatic. She is a for our first celebrity interview of the year. And Woo-hoo. we need to have her back. Please, Lana, if you're listening, we love you and you're a treasure. She's such a beauty girl. And so there's still so much more we have to talk to her about. But next time, listen to this first. All right. So to all the Lanas we've loved before, there there wasn't, there haven't been any. It's just Lana. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. This is, this is for her. Enjoy! Okay, so back, when was it? August, September, when Lana Condor was announced as the Neutrogena hair ambassador, we were like, okay, immediately email Sarah. (laughs) Sarah works with the brand. We're like, how do we get her on the podcast? We absolutely adore her. And needless to say, it worked out because she's here. Woo! I'm excited to be here. Thank you guys for having me. I can't wait to chat all things beauty and life and skincare and hair care and all the care that you can have. Every care in the world is here. We're going to make it happen. I just have to compliment your hair though. Holy moly. Looking at her via Zoom, obviously, but Sarah, doesn't it look immaculate? It's incredible. I would like to touch it. First of all, run my fingers through it. It looks so soft and shiny. I'm currently undergoing postpartum hair loss. So looking at your beautiful hair right now is giving me such envy. Like I'm so jealous. It looks amazing. Thank you guys. Did you style it yourself as well, Lana? Oh gosh, I can't do curl waves. No, I can't do that. But this is mine. The curve isn't. I'm impressed because we know that as an actress, you go through so many hair changes. You're kind of like at the mercy of the project that you're working on. So the fact that your hair is in this condition just in general is something to pat yourself on the back about. And we're going to get into that for sure. But Sarah, do you want to kick things off? Yes. Okay. So Lana, here at Los Angeles, we like to start every interview with what's on your face oh gosh this is ironic because it's oh it's gloss but i am not a huge like lip gloss person okay 
Big distinction. Recently, I have been really dry. I moved to Seattle on a whim. I don't know what's happening. It's really, really rainy and it's really cold and I'm not used to it because I lived in LA for so long. Everything, my hair, my skin, my everything, my lips have been really dry with this new acclimation of different weather and then also spending so much time inside and in front of Zoom and the ring lights that all of us are like, we should have invested in at the beginning of this. (laughs) Um, But with my lips, I never really was much of a gloss, um, lip gloss girl. And I started being like, listen, I think I want to try doing lip gloss more because I think it makes my lips feel more hydrated and it's very chapped in the winter. So I was say that right now what's on my face that I love it's like classic I feel like everyone has had this it's the moisture shine lip soother it's the classic Neutrogena lip gloss that I just feel like I always see in everyone's kit it's nice because as I'm looking at it on zoom the light is kind of reflecting it nicely my lips look very moisturized and nice yeah they look nice and juicy yeah (laughs) so I think that's something that I'm really excited about and something that I've been doing that's different than just like my everyday. I'm more of like kind of a matte girl when it comes to lips, Um, but I'm excited about this, about trying new things. (laughs) Can you share what specific shade it is that you're wearing? Oh yeah, this is the Glow 70, but I mixed it with a Moisture Smooth Color Stick. You can get the Neutrogena Color Stick like anywhere. Ooh, Lana swatched it on her hand like a pro for us. Oh yeah, swatch on her hand and then I just layer over the gloss and it looks really, really pretty. Very easy. Yeah. So very excited about it. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Okay. So let's talk beauty. You are a beauty girl. You've talked about this. You love makeup. You love skincare. But what about your hair? You know, as an actress, like I mentioned earlier, you really can't have issues with parting your hair, right? Yeah. You cannot be like emotionally connected whatsoever because you will be let down because they will cut your hair and they own your hair. So you just need to commit and be like, okay, I'm just going to keep my hair as healthy as possible, but also understand that they could take it away and moment. <laughs> or give you more in some cases, right? That reminds me of America's Next Top Model when Tyra does all the makeovers on people. It's like, don't expect anything good because you might just lose all of your hair. You might go pink. You might go whatever color she wants you to be. It doesn't matter. But um, I'm just curious, you know, did you grow up with the same hairstyle? Has it evolved over the years? And especially with the pandemic, has hair become a priority for you? I know it has for me, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. That's a two- Parter. So I have always, up until becoming an actress, really layers. And I think it was because of my mom. If I use the word strict, she'll listen to it and be like, but I'm not strict. But she was. She was so strict about my hair. So sorry, mom. But she always was like, don't color it. Don't layer it. Keep it one length. Don't do bangs. She was so strict about it. I remember I would go to the salon and I'd always like ask the hairstylist to take a little (laughs) bit more like secretly and see if my mom would notice. And she always did. And I think now, you know, mama knows best and hindsight is 20-20, but I'm I'm actually pretty happy about that because I think that because it's just one length straight across, I can do a lot of things depending on what roles I get. They could just hack it off. So is your hair virgin hair? Have you never color treated it at all? Super virgin hair. Yeah, it really is. I never colored it. My mom would kill me 
But I'm kind of hoping that I get a job where I have to color it a little, because then it's not my fault. I didn't do that, Mom. I, I didn't, it wasn't me. My bosses told me I had to do that. You know, here's hoping. But yes, this is my hair. This is it. I've always cared for it. I wouldn't say I went above and beyond caring for it. I think it was just your straight across average hair care until actually this year, because this has been the first time in like six years that it's like mine again. <laughs> it's been the first time in six years that heat isn't on it all the time. It's been the first time in six years that different products aren't always on it or extensions aren't in or all these different things. So in the past year in 2020, I really took the time to try and start to heal what after all of just like the general hair damage that you can have when you're in front of the camera and doing the acting. <laughs> and it's been great. And I think that actually Neutrogena truly has very much helped me in this kind of healing my scalp, healing my hair. And Neutrogena is obviously huge advocates for healthy scalp, healthy hair, healthy skin. And so they've kind of helped me in my journey of healing it and making it less, you know, damaged and dry and everything like that. So very excited. And now I feel like I've gotten to a place with using the products that we'll talk about today but I feel like I've gotten to a place where my hair finally feels like it was when I was in high school which is when my mom was the most strict so I think good <laughs> things are coming you know 2020 was like a cultural reset in so many ways but I feel like it was a beauty reset for so many people you know deciding to give up certain things that they felt like they needed to get every so often I know for me admittedly I went several weeks without my tape and extensions but mama's back she has her tape and extensions back. I can't quit them, you know? Yeah, new year, new you. That's what they say, right? Even though I'm the type of person when the clock strikes midnight on New Year's, I'm like, has much changed? <laughs> I don't feel like it has, but... Nothing is wrong with the same us. Yes, New Year's same exactly. us. I embrace it. Exactly. So as you have mentioned, you are a Neutrogena hair ambassador, and this was a very natural partnership for you because you've been using Neutrogena you know, for so long. I always find it fascinating to kind of hear the behind the scenes pull back curtain on these celebrity brand partnerships because you talked about how Neutrogena, you know, took you to brunch and you just felt like it was home. Like it was like a natural thing for you to partner with this brand. But I'm sure so many other brands were also trying to kind of court you like as somebody with influence and that people are looking to for beauty advice, like what makes you decide, okay, this is the best route to go? Yeah, no, that's a great question. It's stressful because when I was initially starting to look for partnerships in the beauty industry, you, you know, there are so many products, so many brands out there. But my biggest thing was I need to feel like I can talk about it authentically and I need to actually use the product or else I know I'm lying and everyone else does too. And I think the past 12 months is about transparency and it's made us confront so much of like just be transparent, like speak your truth. And so with finding the beauty family, I was stressed out because I didn't want to own myself with a brand that I didn't actually use and that I didn't actually love. And so when the conversation first started with Neutrogena, I got really excited because I genuinely, genuinely have used their products for a very long time. And I also felt like I really want to be able to bring diversity and beauty to mainstream your classic, name brand drugstore products as well. And I think that that's something huge. I'm very passionate about that. And I think that 
you know, we need to see more faces, more diverse faces in the beauty industry, particularly in big, you know, household name companies. I got really excited because I was like, oh, Neutrogena is into that. Like Neutrogena is asking to have brush. That's crazy. And that felt like, oh, this is a huge step. And then when I met with the women and I felt just so seen and immediately very welcomed. And that was even before, you know, talks of, oh, this could go further. It was really more of just like, we want to meet, we want to say hi, we want to whatever. And it felt just very organic. And I, you know, spoke to them about my hopes for the beauty industry. And I spoke to them about what works for me and what doesn't. And they really did listen to me. And then I've also, they've been so gracious and reached out and had me talk to the brand and talk to them about what's important to me in beauty and skincare. And so they've actively constantly want to be transparent with me and hear two cents. And that's really important. And I don't think I have it all. I'm often wrong. And I don't think I have anything together really, but it's really awesome just to have them care. They're just a very caring company. So once I had that brunch, I kind of knew then and there, I was very hopeful that it would turn into something more. So really excited. But yeah, the behind the scenes of all of this is so weird and different and random. And now the idea of having a brunch with potential partnership is like, it's like so foreign because you can't <laughs> eat brunch anymore. Sad. Not with people, Zoom not brunch. With strangers. <laughs> okay, so Lana, I know you talk about your lash extensions all the time. I myself, I feel like we are lash extension sisters. I am addicted, obsessed. I've been getting them for like, gosh, seven, eight years now, nonstop. I had to take a break for a little bit during the pandemic because my girl couldn't see anyone. So that was right. a really, really trying time for me. <laughs> Kirby knows because Kirby had to listen to me complain about it. I know this I know this so viscerally. I understand. Yeah, I have to do it again because she's also taking another break. And so I'm just constantly trying to like the ones that I still have hanging on for dear life. Kirby is blessed with beautiful long lashes you know, very jealous, but she is also obsessed with lashes. I am obsessed with lashes. So we want to know what is your routine, your maintenance? Like, like how often do you get them filled? How do you maintain your lashes between appointments? Yeah. So I know that pain. So I'm obsessed with eyelashes. I use strips, trios, and my main go-to is extensions. But I did take that break as well because, you know, obviously no one is seeing clients right now, but my girl here in Seattle started up again, really safe, um, and she only has a few clients. I had this huge realization when I didn't have my extensions. One, I'm balding. Two, my eyelash health. I could barely even put strips on my lashes because there was nothing to adhere to. That's when I was like, okay, I need to reevaluate taking care of my lashes. Neutrogena has a serum for your eyelashes. Secretly, it also works for your eyebrows in case that's just something that you're interested in. But I I started treating my eyelashes every night before I got my extensions back again and my lashes are growing. They feel stronger. You know, they're not like, they're not like, you know, great, but there's something, there's something there. There's a couple strands there now, which is awesome. And they feel a lot better, but I will say like, I take like biotin and I also don't use any oil products around my eyes because I just shed my lashes so quickly if I have any sort of oil around my eyes. So I'm just trying to keep it like oil-free around my eyes. And they're staying on for right now. I have a couple of trios in there because I was 
I need a fill. They look fabulous. Did you also have to train yourself to sleep straight like a geisha and not on your sides so that you weren't like rubbing your eyelashes into the pillow? Or was that just me? Was that just me? (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't have that subconscious self-control. I sleep full on my face. Wow. I did try. I they say the worst way to sleep is on your belly with your neck to the side and one leg up, like kind of almost like in crows, yeah. like um, like in the tree pose. That's the worst way to sleep for your spine. I'm a big like your atlas and everything, whatever. I'm not gonna get into it. But that's how I sleep. The reason I'm having back problems and neck problems is because I'm sleeping like really bad poorly. So I sleep on my left side. So it always makes my left lashes completely bald and my right lash like I have full lash. It's a real problem, but you know, I can't help it. Sleep is sleep. I'm not strong enough. Sarah has trained herself to sleep like a corpse. I'm like, how are you? I have like a tilted pelvis. When I just lay back, I'm in pain. Like I need to like have like a pillow underneath a leg and like be like a pretzel or something. Sarah, meanwhile, is like just peacefully chilling on her back. There's so many things that you have to do when you are getting regular lash extensions, like getting used to not facing the shower head. Yeah, rub. rub your eyes. I don't rub my eyes anymore. Anymore. Yeah, it's oh, a thing. No matter how itchy or like dry they are, I'm like, no, Lana, yeah. you, you commit. Beauty, you, beauty, you commit. Like, that's like $5 worth of lashes that'll just fall down the sink if you touch it, so. You're right. That's how you have to think. If you are a lash bearer, you have to think that your lashes are $5 a lash. So if you <laughs> mess it up, there goes your money. And you only get them for two weeks. So you better Amen. hold on. Lana, I love lashes extensions I don't have them but Sarah knows this I used to get lash extensions a lot like over the past couple of years and I think it was 2019 January 2019 I'm like new year new me getting new lash extensions and I went and I got them and over the course of like a week my eyes progressively started getting swollen and I was like what is going on and finally one of our friends was like girl you look like you're allergic to these lash extensions you need to go get them removed and the removal process was painful because they use the same ingredient in the glue to like remove the adhesive. And so my eyes were swollen shut for two days, but then I learned from the place I got them that you can randomly just accrue this allergy to lash adhesive, just like out of nowhere. Which is my oh! worst fear. Worst and fear Sarah's like, nightmare. why did you tell me this? Like she's like praying at the altar of the lash extensionist, like never let me become <laughs> allergic. Why did you tell me this? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm the devil. No. I should have told you that. It's fine. It's fine. Because I'm going to keep using my serum. It's fine. You'll keep using your serum. I will not create an allergy. Allergy we'll get the- shot that people get so that they aren't allergic to their pets. That We'll get that for the <laughs> lashes. It'll be fine. That's a new category. Um, okay, Lana. So Sarah and I were talking. Obviously, we love To All The Boys. But did you get any say-so in your beauty look for To All The Boys? And do you have any special regimens that you use to keep your skin in tip-top shape before being on HD with these cameras all up in your face? That's the one thing about being an actor that I don't think I would ever be able to get used to is seeing my face that close up. First of all, like, I guess, what's the regimen? But then also mentally, how do you handle that? I mean, there's so many facets to this question. I mean, it's a great question. So the third movie is coming out soon, which I'm very, very excited about. Um, And something that I like to talk about is Lara Jean, that's the character that I play, her kind of beauty glow up. Because you really, if you watch one, two, and three back to back, we're watching this young girl grow up. And this young girl 
find herself and her voice and 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 feel comfortable in her own skin which you know we all we're all doing and I'm obvious I'm still doing that but her beauty and makeup and hair she really evolves throughout all three of them which is really cool to see and the first movie that was all my natural hair and then in the second and the third I had cut my hair for a different show so I had to use extensions for two and three and that was really tough because for the sequel they bonded the extensions to my scalp and I don't think that I was taking care of my scalp as much as I now know I need to because my hair would just fall out like the extension and the actual hair itself would just fall out all the time and so by the end of the sequel I really feel like I lost maybe 30% of my own growth which was like I was like why is my hair falling out um but in the sequel she's all about bows and different things and then in the third movie she's all about headbands so in terms of the way that she accessorized her hair it does evolve a lot and then skincare and makeup I definitely had a say in that because I felt just naturally as a young person like our beauty routines are constantly evolving and particularly someone in high school who's still trying to figure out what she wants and how she wants to portray herself in the world so in the first movie she didn't wear any makeup so she was like very barefaced like you could see it all that wasn't my choice but I didn't have nearly as much influence on the first movie as I think I did the sequel in the third and then in the second movie we introduced a little bit more of like a bolder brow and but we've always kept it super like the skin super super fresh and clean and the only way that I can do that is being really strict with my skincare every night after work I have to use like the Neutrogena makeup wipes which is a staple I feel like in everyone's kit I had to use them every night like as soon as the cameras were off I had to take my makeup off like still on set and then go home and do my full skincare regimen because like you said they can see everything they can see it all and they can see like the dullness in your skin and any blemish and it's really tough so I had to be very strict about my skincare and then in the third movie, I think is my favorite beauty evolution of Lara Jean because we really focused a lot on uh, K-beauty and we used a lot of products that were actually Jenny Han, who's the author of the books. She introduced me to a lot of these awesome kind of independent K-beauty brands that I wouldn't necessarily find here in America. And so we brought a lot of those like lip stains and blushes into the third movie that, you know, pays respect to her ethnicity and her heritage and also shows that she's trying and playing with new colors like she's using more colors she's feeling more bold and taking more chances in her beauty and also in her life so yeah I did have a lot of influence in the two and three and there's a huge arc which I think is so cool I cannot wait to watch it and I did watch when the second one came out I watched the first right before the second so I'm gonna have to do that again yes I'll do like a marathon I want to do that too I, I actually want to do that too because I haven't seen one and two in, in a while when you ask oh is it weird to watch yourself back what's weird to me is not necessarily watching my work but it's watching me age and then I'm not <laughs> saying that I'm like aging like drastically or whatever you know let, let me just put that out there but 
even though it's only taken up three years of my life, and that doesn't seem like a long time, but I really did grow up as Lana through these movies. And then you watch Lara Jean growing as well. So what's weird is seeing like my body change. That's the weird, like my face changed, like my face rounded out more. Um, so like watching yourself age from one, two and three is so trippy. How many years were there between the first and the second? Or like how much time had passed? Oh, in like shooting or plot? In shooting. About a little less than a year. Okay. But even still then, like you, you know, your face, like yeah. you said, your face changed. Yeah. My face, my body, everything. I didn't really have boobs really <laughs> in the first movie and now I have them. And so it's just like those things you're just like, you know, your face filling out and all these things. So that's the weirdest part. But I think that if you really take care of yourself and I'm a huge advocate for also taking care of your mind as well and your heart, not just your skin and the exterior it, it makes it easier to be less critical. It must be interesting to see your co-stars age too. You're like, oh my gosh, a little baby face and now grown man. So weird. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, for example, like Noah, he was training. I don't know what for, but you know how guys just train and they just, I don't, they just train. You have to beg me to go to the gym and then I might, but guys just do it. So I think he was training for something or doing whatever in two and three. So his body was changing drastically because he went from Noah, who we know in the first movie, to this like super buff, like very muscular guy, but was we were trying to hide it because we needed to have a little continuity. Seeing that Anna, who plays my little sister, she for real, like now she's a teenager. It's so weird, but in the first she was little. It was, it's so weird to see it. She's taller than me now. It's like, how did this happen? <laughs> time, what is time? I'm gonna spiral. But yeah, it's just weird to see us all changing, but changing for the better, I think. <laughs> totally. Gosh, I cannot wait. Okay, so I wanna talk a little bit about your Asian American heritage. So, you know, you talk a lot about how you were adopted and you had white parents. And I don't know much about where you grew up and if you, you know, had friends who were Asian or you saw anyone like any role had any role models that were Asian. But like for me, I grew up in a like predominantly white town. And so all of my best friends were, you know, blonde hair, blue eyes. And so, you know, I always felt very self-conscious about my small eyes and I was really short and, you know, why is my hair so dark? All of these things. And I'm just curious if you sort of had the same experience and yeah maybe like just talk us through like how did you sort of learn to embrace like your beautiful Asian features and face so yeah like like you said I, I was adopted at a really young age by Mary and Bob which they are white and their names are also <laughs> quite white um, <laughs> um I, and I lived in like my first couple of years I lived in Chicago but my formative years, I lived on Whidbey Island, which is a very small rural, I can't say that word, but rural farm island in the Puget Sound, about 30 miles from Seattle, Washington. So it's this really small farm hippie island, like 
When I tell you I went to school with my lunch packed in a basket, I am not exaggerating. I had a ba- basket. I went to one of those schools where like you dance around like the maypole, which also feels like one of the whitest things one can do. But I did it and I was, did it. I was like, what's going on here? Um, but I truly, my brother and I were truly the only, what I saw, there was no one that looked like Artie and I. We were the only Asians. There was one Artie's best friend at the time was Filipino. That was it. Like, it was the three of us and then dancing around the maypole with the Bruno. And so I remember as a child thinking, oh, I'm living on this island. I, I was, my world was so small. It almost didn't kind of sink into me that I was different. I remember when they told me I was adopted, which you didn't really need to tell me because it was very clear from the beginning that, you know, it's something was something was different but I remember asking I learned about genes in school like genes in your body and I went home and was like mom what are genes she's like oh do you mean like the genes that you pull on or the genes inside of you and I was like I think the genes inside you and she's like well that that's what makes you and I look different and that's that was like the that was the conversation and then everything else was very self-explanatory but I I just kind of was dancing around the maypole and then I, one day, a girl older than me called me a derogatory word for someone who's Asian. And I went home and I, again, asked my mom, like, oh, what does this mean? And she was, you know, furious, all these things. She's like, ha, ha, ha. And that's when I started being like getting self-conscious because the moment someone calls you something that's really meant to be hurtful, there's no positive connotation. You immediately, as a kid and as an adult, you're just like, well, I must be different in a bad way, not in a good way. And that's when my eyes started opening up and realizing, oh my God, like my brother and I, it's just me and my brother. And as a young child, my brother was kind of the only person I had. And then I moved to New York and I went to some time in New York and I was also very aware and felt very different and very aware. Like I was, like you said, I was really self-conscious about my my hooded eyes. Like I, I remember I would always try and wear like, really intense like winged eyeliner because I was like trying everything in my power to like make me feel like there was something in me that was special when you know as a child you have so many insecurities at least I did and then when I went to LA and I started acting all of a sudden the first thing that you know people see Asian women first and then once they get to know you they know oh you like pasta you you like to sleep like they get to know your personality but when you go to LA I like to say I've never been more aware of my Asianness or my femaleness than being in this career because they point you out first about the way that you look but there's also a lot of good things that have come from being exposed to the industry. Like I've also had so many opportunities now doing this job of connecting with the community and learning more about who I am and what makes me who I am today. And having so much support and love for the Asian community is something that I take as a huge positive 
from this weird industry. But it's definitely been like something like I've had to really sit and be like, what makes you different is what makes you really freaking special and really unique. And that's really cool. And so I'm loud and proud with my Asianness. But I think, you know, as that's a long-winded answer to say, of course, I definitely growing up was like, I would try to pretend I was something that I wasn't, which is, I think we all do to some degree, but I think we all have our own journey and it takes as much time as, you know, you need. Right. Well, I just have to say you being in the leading role of a teen rom-com that like my niece who is obsessed with all the movies, she's 13, can watch and like see herself. You know what I mean? Like it's so important that you played that role because for me, it was like, I only watched movies where I saw myself as a sidekick or, you know, like the nerdy student in the back of the class that was answering questions or whatever. So that in and of itself, like you've done so much for young Asian girls. And then you as a Neutrogena ambassador, like that's huge to see your face, someone that looks like you with a major beauty brand. So like, thank you on behalf of, you know, all of the young Asian girls to be able to look up to you as a role model and to know that like they can too be that person. I mean, that's all I care about. That's all I want my career to be is to have people feel seen and feel represented. Like that's why I choose the projects that I do. That's why I was so hell-bent on being able to work with Neutrogena because I was like, people need to see an Asian face in a major household brand. And that's something that I'm so excited about. And I think, you know, our skin and the way that our skin reacts or our hair reacts is different than other people. And so I think that it's important to show products that it works for all different ethnicities, you know? So I'm really excited and it's really my biggest, I think I got really lucky. It's my biggest, like, I don't want to use the word vocation because I feel like that's dramatic, but I believe I was put on this earth to make people feel safe. So I'm very happy. <laughs> no, and, and it's no secret. Sarah and I, we talk a lot about Neutrogena on this podcast. We love Neutrogena. I'm a huge fan of the Hydro Boost line. I've been using Neutrogena since I was a teenager. And, you know, we love that you are so passionate about it as well because it's affordable brand as well. I mean, a lot of your following is young people who probably don't have a ton of money to blow on really expensive hair care, but they know that they can get affordable hair care that actually works with Neutrogena. So I have to put that out there because sometimes we get guests on this podcast and even Sarah and I, we make recommendations and we're like, this is a great product, but spoiler alert, it's $50. And I personally love that there's affordability there as well. Lana, we have reached the end of this interview, sadly, because we freaking love you and you're just this bright ray of sunshine. We could talk to you for hours, but before we go, we just want to go into a rapid fire. And this is just first thing that comes okay. to mind. We're just going to ask you a few questions and we'll go from there. Okay. Focus. All right. What's okay, your ready. favorite YouTube channel to watch? Try Guys. Sorry, I just gotta say that I the only thing I got myself for Christmas was the Try Guys. Uh, Keith Haversberger has hot sauce and Zach has tea. That's the only thing I got myself for Christmas. I love, That's how obsessed I am with the I Try Guys. I love this for you. Sure. I love this for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, what was the first beauty product that you like really fell in love with? I was a dancer when I was younger. And so I, I remember like my first time on stage, my mom gave me red lipstick and it gave me confidence. Okay, would you rather win a Grammy or an Oscar? An Oscar, yeah. Also because it's like, if you win an Oscar, that probably means that you're in the room with like Brad Pitt. 
Straight facts. Yes. Important so. consideration. <laughs> we hear you. Okay. If Emmy, your dog, were in a movie, what actor would voice her role? What actor would voice her role besides myself? Because I, I have my nail voice for Emmy. She's so cute. Right, right, right. I would want, oh my God, imagine like Lucy Liu. Yes. Iconic. Perfect. What place do you have to visit when you're in LA? I have to visit, okay. I don't know how to pronounce it, but I can spell it. It's U-O-V-O, I believe, like Uvo. Oh my God, Uvo. I just had that for the first time a few days ago. Did you like it? Oh my God, Kirby, have you had Uvo pasta? It's insane. It's no. insane. I have to, every single time I go to LA, I immediately get their, um, I'm gonna butcher it, but it's a machiachana. It's like their spaghetti machiachana. And it's so good. I crave it all the time. I have to go there every single time I'm in LA. Like, I, it's the only thing I care about. Truly. I was, like, so impressed because the noodles, the pasta is all handmade. Oh. And so it's just, like, chef's kiss every bite. It's chef's Lick the plate. Good, I just wrote pretty. it down, so I'm going to yeah. be ordering soon. <laughs> okay, favorite skincare ingredient? Hyaluronic acid. And like I always just gravitate towards hyaluronic acid because I have fairly dry skin. So I constantly feel like I need it to be quenched. And I think that it does that for me. Um, and I also gravitate towards witch hazel. I think that it's healing and it helps the texture of my skin, but definitely hyaluronic acid. Okay. And lastly, we ask this to a lot of our experts that come on. They are not necessarily actors or actresses, but we thought this would be a cute question to ask you since you are one. If you were going to pick any co-star to star in a movie with you, who would it be and why? Lucy Liu. <laughs> I, I just, very obvious reasons. She's paved the way for girls like me. And so I just think being in a movie with her and just being in her presence would be like, I don't think I could breathe, but I would do it because acting. But I just think it would be amazing. I think it would be this really cool, like generational, like, wow, look how far we've come. And also <laughs> like all, I just want to talk to her. I want to talk to her and be like, how did you do it? And also what, like what struggles, what triumphs, tell me everything. Just honestly, just breathe on me. Like, I'll, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I just want to be next to her. I'd love to do a movie with her. I, I might in the future. Oh. But, but, but I just feel like she's just like, I just, I want, I, I just want, I just, I, I want to be her. I was gonna say, I, this doesn't seem very far-fetched, but apparently you might be teasing something? I think if the stars align. Speak it into existence, girl, speak it. Um, Lana, thank you so much for joining us today on Gloss Angeles. Y'all, you know where to find Lana. We don't have to shout out her Instagram. You already know where she is. Um, you guys can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Los Angeles Pod. You can find us on Facebook. Join our Facebook group, the Los Angeles Glam Gelinos. And you can always find all of our episodes on our website, LosAngelesPod.com. We'll have Lana's up on uh, the website along with all of the products she recommended. So you can just scroll on through and click the links. And we'll talk to you next week.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 